the whole of Luke. If you haven't done it, you might want to do that for Lent. Uh, there's a sermon on every uh, bit so far up on our website. Some are all age, some are different festivals. Uh, but we've got to Luke chapter 21, verses 1 to 4. It's the week before Jesus died. He's been teaching in the temple. There's been lots of questions. He's answered them all brilliantly. No one's asking him any more questions. He's there in the temple with his disciples. And they're there. And the way people did their giving in those days, there were no bank accounts you could send money digitally. There was no parish giving scheme. You put the money in the great trumpets they had. You could put it in. And that's our reading. As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. So you can imagine as he came along, lots of people with lots of money with their wheelbarrows, bringing it along and putting it in, and everybody could see how much they were giving. Jesus also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. And Jesus said to his disciples, truly I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks. Let's pray as we think about this story. Lord Jesus, most of us have enough to live on. Thank you that in this church we have the hardship fund for those who don't. Uh, and thank you that we can give back to you some of what you give to us. But as we think about this story of this poor widow putting in everything she had, we pray you'd speak to us about trusting you better with our money. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, a bit for those of you who'd like to know a bit more about this. Through Luke's gospel, we've had loads of stuff about money and giving and generosity. Luke, more than any of the other gospels, does that. So here's a few highlights for those of you who like this sort of thing. Luke 6, verse 38, Jesus says, Give, and it will be given to you. So you know in the Lord's Prayer, when we say, Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. If we don't forgive others, it's like holding on to our grudges and our hands aren't open to receive what God wants to give us, forgiveness. It's the same with our money. If we hold on to it all, then our hands aren't open to receive all the good things that God wants to give us, which may be more important than money. They may be things like joy and peace, uh, though they may be financial if that's what we need. So Jesus says, give and it will be given to you. Here's another verse from Luke so far. Let's put the next one up, Lars, whichever the one I gave to you. Jesus said, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. So life is not about getting the most toys you can. It's more important than that. It's about relationships. And here's the next one I gave Lars to put up. He told the story of the rich fool, which didn't end well. And he said, this is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. So what Luke's talking about is what we do with our money and how we can be rich towards God. And I think we've got one more from Luke as well. No one can serve two masters. Either you hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Now, I want to tell you this morning about how I learned this when I was about eight. Some of you are not old enough to be eight yet, 
Some of you are older than eight. And those of you who've been here many years will have heard me tell this story many times. And some of you have reached the age where you may have even forgotten that I've told this before. But this is an all-age service. And here is an old friend of an illustration. I was really fortunate growing up. My mum and dad loved Jesus. They, dad was a vicar in a country parish. They didn't have loads of money, but they trusted God. And we found God met our needs. And they wanted to teach me about trusting God with my money when I was little. So they gave me pocket money in multiples of 10. So it was easy to give a tenth. If you've got 10p, it's 1p. If you've got a pound, it's 10p. It's easy to work out. And they taught me, I had three pots, yogurt pots. There's my giving, 10%. There was saving up 10% or more, and then that I could spend the rest. And that's still a good rough and ready rule for everybody. Save up before you buy it. Today does it the other way around, but much better. Well, I was doing that. And when I was eight, I discovered the game of Monopoly. Who of you, my sort of age, had a set that looked exactly like this? They look, you children, around that. That was what Monopoly sets used to look like when there was a Monopoly on Monopoly sets, when there was only, only one version of it. Uh, I discovered this game, as people often do when they're seven or eight, and my world came alive. Loved it. And I started saving up for a Monopoly set. And instead of giving 10% and saving 10 I started saving lots. And Monopoly, in 1971 before decimalization just cost one pound and 10 bob. That's one pound 50 in modern money. It's a bit more than that now. And I had a yogurt pot and I can picture it. I had more than a pound because there used to be a green pound note in those days and I had one of those and some coins but I didn't have quite enough. And I was saving up for this. Well, our church had a gift day. I can't remember what it was for. I was seven or eight, eight maybe. And, um, my parents said, do you want to give anything to the gift day? And something moved me as a little boy to give all the money I was saving up for my Monopoly set to the gift day. I don't know what moved me. I can't remember what it was for. Um, and I did. So I gave it, I think, freely and generously, and then was a little bit concerned that there was nothing left in my saving up for Monopoly pot. A week later, some relative, I don't know who it was, sent me five pounds and my parents that's a lot of money then that is now we're talking 53 years ago that's a long time uh, a lot, and my parents were very quick to make a lot of spiritual capital out of this Jonathan you cannot outgive God and I learned that started learning that lesson I didn't understand it properly because I thought of it all in money terms whereas actually as Jesus talks about true riches uh, if you've got enough money, more is nice, but it's not what you most need. If you haven't got enough, you definitely need more. So I bought my Monopoly set. I have no idea what happened to the rest. A few months later, we had a really dodgy old car that I knew my parents wanted to change if they couldn't afford it. And we never went on nice holidays. We used to borrow people's houses. And I, someone, I don't know who, it might have been my mother's godmother or my aunt's godmother, someone like that. Anyway, long gone sent us enough money as a family to change our car and go on a holiday. And do you know what my first reaction was? Wow, what a lot she'll get back. <laughs> that was, that was, now, I hadn't quite understood it, and I don't, I'm not into the prosperity gospel. It, it does not mean if you give lots of money, you get more money back. This is about trusting God with our money. But I'm telling you this this morning, because this widow 
that Jesus said, put in everything she had, just two coins. That is the only time in my life I've ever emptied my bank account fully. There have been times we've sort of borrowed from our kids' pocket money a bit, so I suppose that might count, and uh, told them later when we put it back in. But I can give testimony that you cannot outgive God. We've been trying all our life, and God gives us what we need again and again and again. Uh, so here's a verse, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, from Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, an old favorite if you've been listening to me preach on money for a long time. Have we got Malachi chapter 3, verse 10? Jesus says, bring the whole tithe, that's 10%, into the storehouse. That's the equivalent to the church these days, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Now, normally in the Bible, you're told not to test God, apart from on this. And the Lord says to us, test me with trusting me with your money. Give. You don't have to give it all. God's standard is, he gives us everything and says, will you give back 10%? And if everybody gave 10%, the church would have so much money, we could bless so many people, it would be amazing. He says, test me and see if I won't bless you. Now, the blessing when we trust God deeply is often joy and peace and forgiveness, all sorts of wonderful promises. But there are times when it comes back financially. Now, what I normally do at this point is go on preaching for another 15 minutes. I'm not going to do that. We want to try some different things in all age services. So what I'd love you to do with your neighbours in family groups, or if you don't want to talk to your family, talk to the people in the row in front or behind. That's fine. Have you got any stories of trusting God or God providing for you at all? And if you haven't, say you haven't. There's a good way to get them, and I can tell you how to get the stories. But uh, have you got any stories? So go, you haven't got long. In your family groups with your neighbours, say hello if there's someone you don't know, learn a name. Have you got any stories? Just half a minute more. Just half a minute more. 
I am so pleased to hear a chatter and a buzz. You may be talking about anything else, I don't know. But I hope that some of you have had some stories to tell. Okay, order, order. I knew this was dangerous. Um, do continue those stories afterwards. It's so encouraging to tell stories. It's encouraging to hear them. It's encouraging to tell them. Can I say, if you are here and you do not have enough, we have a hardship fund. If you've got more than enough, as well as giving your regular tithe, please give extra market hardship fund. We've been able to help people with school uniforms and holidays and replacing a fridge and transport and things. And if you haven't got enough, we would just let me know. We have this amazing pot of money to help you. Uh, so we'd love to give. Now, I'm going to pull out a pin of a hand grenade and throw it into you families. How many of you children would like to get pocket money or already get pocket money? And if you don't, would like to get it? Okay. I want to encourage you parents, if your children are at school or older, to give them pocket money. And I'll tell you why. Give it in multiples of 10 because you can teach them to give 10%. Give it to them because it teaches them that money runs out. One of my, some of my children had to learn to save, some had to learn to give, some had to learn to spend. Uh, one of my children, when we started doing pocket money, had 50p in his little purse. We went to the shop on the bus, it was a very exciting day, to buy what he wanted. We pulled it off the shelf. He was stood at the counter. I said, now you have to hand over the money. And he wouldn't do it. <laughs> There was a queue building up. I said, I'm really sorry, everybody. They said, no, that's fine. This is important. And we said to him, you can either have the toy and you give the 50p, or you can give the toy back and we take the 50p home. It's your choice. And it took him a while. <laughs> but giving pocket money teaches that money runs out and they can't have everything. That's really important. Giving pocket money, you can remove for discipline. Really good news for parents. Um, but it, it gives them something to do with. So it teaches them money. So... Do please give pocket money. It doesn't have to be a lot as they get older allowances, but let's teach our children to learn to handle money, to save it, to give it, uh, to trust God with it. Uh, you adults, please, we encourage everybody to give. We encourage if, to give through the parish giving scheme. If you're not doing that, go to the welcome desk and we can point you in the right direction. If you pay tax, please give tax efficiently. Uh, it's wonderful that we have a government that gives back the tax on what we've given. Those days may not last forever, so let's make the most of them. If you haven't yet have done that, we can claim it back several years. And if you're fortunate enough to be a higher taxpayer, uh, our treasurer will tell you how you can claim back the extra tax in the last few years. We've had a few people that's been a really nice uh, surprise to. So, and if you don't know what to do with it, you can always give it back, that's fine. Um, so please do. Lots of you sorted out your giving in the autumn, but if you didn't quite get round to it, now would be a really, really good time. Uh, I'm in danger of wittering on, so let's have the band come back. We are going to sing the song about the goodness of God. It's got this line, all my life you have been faithful. And I wanted this song after this talk because I knew I was going to tell the story of being a little boy and giving and since then, God has been faithful the whole time. We've given, every time I teach on giving, I have a private ouch moment because the Lord says, well, you can always give a bit more, you know. And I have that 
ongoing wrestle that everybody has uh, in order to have integrity as a preacher. And God has provided for our needs. So that story was 53 years ago. And uh, God still, I haven't starved yet. God's still faithful. Uh, and he is faithful to all of us. And we cannot outgive him. So let's stand. I'll lead in a prayer. And then we're going to sing. Lord God, our Father, we thank you that you are good. We thank you that you are a generous God. We thank you that you've made us in your image to be generous people. We thank you for the many stories that were told just now of your faithfulness in times of giving and need and generosity. And we pray that those stories will be multiplied in the days ahead, that you would release us to be more generous individually and as a church, and that you will provide for our needs. We pray especially for anyone who's really wrestling with this inwardly now. Will you give them the grace to dare to trust you the next step materially with their finances? And we pray that in this church there will be a whole generation of children raised who will have their stories to tell of your goodness and faithfulness. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing. I've got two more notices. Uh, so uh, one thing... The goodness of God in this church has brought Eleanor to us as our associate vicar. She's now looking worried, but don't... what a shame this isn't on camera now because we're, we're, we're sending out something else. Um, Eleanor is on Radio 4 all week doing prayer for the day um, at some unearthly time. What time? 5.43 a.m. Don't worry. If you know Eleanor, you know it's not live. It's been recorded already. You know that nobody would ask Eleanor to lead in prayer at 5.43 a.m. So and at 5.43 a.m. every day this week on Radio, on Radio 4, and if you'd rather listen to Eleanor leading in prayer or pray with Eleanor, you could get it on the Sounds app a bit later on at a, at a, at a more godly time of day. Um, second advert... On Sunday evening, in two weeks' time, we have Matt Britton, who's an actor, coming to do the whole of Mark's Gospel. We've got, I think, a, a slide for this. Matt Britton is there. Looks a bit like Jack Bettle over here. He's <laughs> is, is is there, if you can see Jack. But that's, um, now, he's going to do the whole of Mark's Gospel in an hour and a half um, as an actor with a coffee break in the middle. Please come, please invite your friends. It will be fantastic. We've got a two-minute trailer that we're going to show at the end of the service, not now. All right, so this is the trailer for the trailer, but it's just so, so you know. But I wanted to give that notice.